1: The word Silicon Valley has been dominated by men with few women getting recognition or a platform for their ideas. But a new book highlights four women who have had an important role in the tech industry, but from the venture capital side, alpha girls, the women upstarts who took on Silicon Valley's male culture and made deals of a lifetime is written by longtime San Francisco Chronicle writer, Julian Guthrie. It follows the lives and careers of four women who helped develop some of the top Silicon Valley companies that have shaped our, Lives and our world. It's a pleasure to have Julian joining us right now to talk about the book. Julian, welcome.
0: Thank you. It's great to be with you today.
1: Thank you. You start out the book by by highlighting Sand Hill Road, and, and I will let you describe the importance of that area to this entire story.
0: Well, I love that opening scene very much. Um, it's very cinematic, and but the importance of Sand Hill Road is. It's really given. It's an. It's a, It's a um, seemingly very tranquil area, that is everything but tranquil. It has given rise to some of the most important, impactful, game-changing companies uh, that really galvanized industries for decades and continues to do so today you know going back to um the Hewlett-Packard days to semiconductors to um the earliest computers to gaming to social media to you know changing transportation medical devices and so on and it's also the epicenter of venture capital which i zeroed in on as you referenced um, for this particular story.
1: And so the interest in these four women came from where for you?
0: Well, it came from really my last book, which was called How to Make a Spaceship. And um, that may sound odd, but I was out touring and giving talks, and I was with this brilliant main figure of the book, Peter Diamandis, who launched the Prize And and we were doing talks, and there would be huge groups of engineers and entrepreneurs and aerospace folks. And I was looking around, and I would say to myself, "It really, really struck me. Where are all the women in these super exciting, dynamic, future-shaping industries?" So that's when I started to think about, um, you know, this paucity of women and what it means, and what it means for some of the most Transformative, impactful industries, and from that, I I really cast a wide net um, and started to look at tech, and then I started to zero in more on venture. Venture capital is this place that is is less understood in a way, but is more impactful than most people know, and not just you know for people who live in you know in urban areas or in metropolises, but really affects how we all live, you know, who gets funded, who's doing the funding, uh, what are those startups, you know, that get the money. So it's like almost the start of this food chain. If venture doesn't diversify, tech won't diversify. So I found these women after casting a very wide net, and I wanted to find women who had helped finance and mentor slash build companies potentially industries, where those successes were um, irrefutably theirs, where they had these wins. They had key, again, irrefutable roles in a company, an industry uh, that they could call their own.
1: These women, Magdalena Yesil, Mary Jane Elmore, Teresia Gal and Sonia Hoel, those are the four women that you focus on in this book, and they all come from a variety of different backgrounds uh, in terms of getting to Silicon Valley, but is there some commonality in, in their stories in terms of the, the issues that they had to deal with and yet the, the successes that they were able to find as well?
0: That's a great question, and I didn't see this really until now when the story's done, when I can kind of step back from it and have some objectivity about it. But um, they, it was interesting because in my prior books, I had portrayed these kind of titans of industry, Larry Ellison and Elon Musk and Richard Branson and others and how they succeed. Um, which is very much standing on the outside and really refusing to compromise, refusing to back down. And and so this story was, it really taught me a very different way that people succeed. And I think it's much more relatable to most of us who are not titans of industry and who have to work within a system to affect change like one step at a time. So these women, to get to your question, these women, Um, were very strategic, very savvy in the decisions that they made. They knew when to take offense, say, to something um, particularly obnoxious, that was maybe biased, Mm gender-based. And then at the same time, they knew when to let something go, um, to not take issue with it. Um, They used humor at, at really key moments, which is a great tool for women or for people who are the minority in you know in an industry, they used humor to uh, kind of level this power imbalance. Um, they you know they they also they had this sort of um, team player mentality where they were the first were among the first. Actually, they were all the first at their particular firms, uh, where they became the first women investing partners at these major uh, venture capital firms. So they had to get in the door. They had to become team players. And, um, you know, it became – these venture firms are very small, very Mm close-knit, 8, 10, 12 people. So they – and this may sound controversial today, Um, although these women are in venture today, this is not, this has history, but it's very, very much alive today. Um, They, from some of their male partners' standpoint, they became one of the guys. Now, that doesn't mean that they, you know, they really did, but they were seen as a part of the team. And that became a win, not just, For themselves, but for women, because then more women could come into the firm, and these were, you know, they they went from navigating to, you know, figuring this out step by step, the barriers, the the biases, the um, the challenges, the the you know, both at home and at work that women face. Um, But then they, you know, they they continued at it and. They really emerged um, on the other side, going from navigating to many years later to pioneering, which is kind of where they are now. But they had to take it step by step. They had to, you know, really have these incremental victories that. Added up to something significant, so that was really interesting for me in my reporting on this book.
1: Because, because in, in many instances, I would think that some uh, of the of the issues that these women had to deal with, and, and many women have to deal with in in the venture capital uh, world, are similar to the, some of the stories that we have heard coming out of Silicon Valley, and and some of the issues with women getting opportunities or lack of opportunities with with some of the big name companies in Silicon Valley.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, venture capital when I started the reporting for my book, 80 no, when I start yeah, when I started the reporting for my book, 94 percent of all um, uh, partners, investing partners at V.C. firms were men, and less than two percent of all venture capital dollars went to firms founded by women. Mm-hmm. So last year here's a stunning figure: 130 billion dollars was deployed by venture capitalists. And about two billion of that one hundred and thirty billion uh, went to firms started startups uh, founded by women. So there is this glaring um, uh, disparity there in terms of those numbers alone. So you have guys who are writing checks to guys who often look like themselves, and right. then, those startups are, are maybe being acquired by a bigger company that's absorbing this all-male workforce. And so you have this perpetuating itself. And um, And it's my, my view that, uh, you know, you look at when women make up nearly 50% of our population, women, um, com, you know, make up something like 80% of um, consumer spending. And the women of my book not just the four primary characters, but many many others who i who have cameo appearances or referenced or woven into the to the tapestry of it um have been dynamic, they love the industry, they love mm-hmm. tech, yes, it was hard, yes, they made mistakes and and those things were actually the hardest for me to get the women to talk about the mistakes the regrets, but they're still in the industry, they're still in the game, and they're trying now to make it more hospitable to women and also to show this is a really cool dynamic industry venture you know is something where you get to play a role when you're successful in in shaping the companies coming down the pipeline
1: we're joined by Julian Guthrie who is the author of the book Alpha Girls the women upstarts who took on Silicon Valley's male culture and made the deals of a lifetime. Your comments welcome at 844 Wharton, 844 942-7866 or if you'd like, send us a comment on Twitter at Biz Radio B-I-Z radio 132 or my Twitter account which is at Dan Loney L-O-N-E-Y 21 uh, where Magdalena Yesil is concerned. She had, had come from Turkey and, and you talk about uh, how she did not have a whole lot when she came to the United States and yet was able to end up building out a career going, or I should say going to stanford and building out this incredible career
0: i know i love her story i actually love the stories of all these women and i try to write in a very novelistic way so you're pulled along by the the details and the time and the personality but magdalena she came from turkey and she had 43 dollars and nine gold bracelets to her name if she needed to sell the bracelets um you know she had them there but she came to stanford and she Uh, Got an electrical engineering degree. She worked nights in the computer center there. And she then went on to become an entrepreneur. She had a lot of um, – she had successes. But she also had missteps, which she talks about in the book. she calls, she kind of describes her own career. I heard her say this recently. It was like a bumper car, which I thought was amusing, um, although it 's very modest, given what she how she succeeded right. um, she 's another one you know she really persists, so she became an entrepreneur she became kind of this um, guru of e commerce and was talking about e commerce at the same time. Jeff Bezos was talking about they were, they were actually on shows together. And nobody quite believed, though, that you know, shopping was going to go online, and she was an evangelist for it early on with very few followers until she was proven correct. And she becomes a partner at um, U.S. Venture Partners, a great firm in, uh, in Silicon Valley. And then she has this great, fateful conversation with a young star at Oracle Corporation, uh, Mark Benioff. And he runs this idea for her of a new idea by her and wants her opinion. They had worked together on one of her startups um, that she uh, sold to Oracle. But, um, you know, Mark floats this idea of what will become Salesforce.com by Magdalena. And Magdalena immediately got it. She said, I will help you. You can do it. I will find financing for you. And I will write a check myself. And she became the first outside investor and the first board member of Salesforce and really helped Mark build it from idea to IPO and again, but these stories you know, so many of these stories of the women and the role they played were untold, which is confounding really Um but at least they're being told now and talked about with, you know, with wonderful people like you.
1: Well, and as you you mentioned a moment ago, there are there are points where you had a hard time gaining some of this information to pull that out from them. And, and I think that's that's become, unfortunately, part of the mindset in business uh, that that the. The idea the 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 thought process to bring this information forward is not just an easy one to say, yeah, and sure no problem it's it's not an issue. Let's bring it up
0: well, very astute points, and you know having say you know I spent a year plus interviewing Larry Ellison, the co-founder of Oracle, and I think and a number of again these very successful um titans of industry and and most prior to this were men and for them I'm talking about their vulnerabilities i don't know if this is counterintuitive or not but talking about their vulnerabilities they're fine it kind of rounds out these hard charging guys where you know their their vulnerabilities their imperfections where whereas when i wanted to get from these women the regrets the missteps the broadsides the the injuries the insults you know that make up all of our lives right, right. that was like painstakingly difficult because these women have had to be unflappable and tough and Teflon-suited and you know perfectionism is i think a woman's enemy um but they all were striving for that and so to let down their guard and they're still working in the industry so yeah. it's not like you know the women of hidden figures who got John Glenn to space and that was you know 40 50 years ago Th- these women You know, it's not not exactly the same, obviously, but these women are working today and they want to continue working today. And networking is a huge part of it. And so they have to you know, they this is not just a book for, you know, for women, with women and by women. This has to be a dialogue with men. Um, So they need to keep working with men. So they were very, very reluctant. But I'm really proud that the story is um, is textured and is honest and shows the missteps, and along with the successes.
1: A part of the story with with Mary Jane Elmore, who's uh, originally from the Midwest, and she also went to Stanford. You talk about the fact that uh, that that she like like many of these women have had to also make decisions in their personal lives where where family uh, and and children are concerned.
0: Exactly. Well, that is, you know, with with MJ Elmore's story, I think it's a really powerful story and not an easy one and there are this there are similar stories with the other characters but mj's i think MJ's show that we can actually we women can can actually be pulled back from the glass ceiling by those closest to us by our partners by our spouses but even by our own expectations um of gender of our gender roles you know like mj she had three kids. She had a husband who was a full time venture capitalist as well. She was a partner, you know, at this venture firm, IVP. And she had all of these things happening. And she, you know, as her marriage was challenged, she she was the one who said, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna put more into this. I'm gonna put more into the kids. She was always the go to parent. Yeah. But as she says, she doesn't blame she doesn't really blame her her husband, her ex husband. She says now you know, your overachieving as a woman can enable underachievement. If you don't delegate, if you don't ask, you know, ask for help. Set the responsibilities at home early on. Yeah. So there are all these lessons learned. It's, it's an interesting story.
1: Can you also take us in, into the story of Sonia Hall Perkins, who I guess had been in the industry for, uh, for a good period of time, uh, but then had a personal crisis, and, and she started to turn her mindset uh more so into into nonprofit and and also a, an investment group that was really run by women
0: exactly that's an it's an interesting turning point in the book for her. She faces a health crisis at the same time she and her husband are adopting a baby um, she is diagnosed with breast cancer and she you know is faced with mortality and time and how do we spend our time and it's a tough thing for men or women and here she was faced with these two issues that are you know predominantly women issues she well she's becoming a mom and she has breast cancer at the same time yeah. and it was this wake-up call for her and she you know is in venture she's really fantastic venture capitalist but she decided, you know, that she wanted a network of women. She wanted a sisterhood, which she hadn't had in venture capital, and that is being created now. But she wanted a network of women around her. And she founded, co-founded um, Broadway Angels, which is this fantastic women's investing platform and you just have to look on their website and see all these astounding accomplished women Right? and I've been to their meetings and you walk in and it's like this whole root, whole long table of women it's you know in venture it's like wow this is amazing and and entrepreneurs come into pitch and they walk in and they're like flabbergasted if they haven't done their homework because you know normally they'd see like one woman at a table of 10 and here they see like 30 women so she also uh, founded a national nonprofit, which is really beautiful, called Project Glimmer, which yeah. brings gifts uh, to at-risk uh, girls and women.
1: Uh, Teresa Gao is the is the fourth uh, woman that you really highlight. Uh, in this book, and and she uh, Asian American, but she there there's it, the fun part about doing stories like this. I think is seeing some of the backstory about how they got it, and and one of the things you bring up is the fact that that Teresia was also a very good foosball player, player when she was <laughs> when she was in college at Brown University.
0: I know it's hysterical, isn't it? Well, she's super competitive. She's the overachieving daughter of these Chinese. Um, immigrants and grew up in kind of this redneck town and, and, um, you know, her father told her early on that, that cheerleading is out and sports are in for you. And she made it to Brown and, and she got engineering degree magna cum laude. And while at Brown, she, you know, being fiercely competitive, um, she and her BFF, who, uh, turns out to be, I think she's now a professor at MIT, but they would take on the guys at foosball. And this, this, uh, this, and they were always underestimated, right. and uh, the story of many, many of these women's lives. And then the foosball thing comes back in a funny way because Teresa has just started. Um, she's gone to Brown. She's worked at Bain. She's gone to Stanford, gotten her MBA, worked at a, a kind of failed startup. But there's a great scene about that in the book. And then she's at Excel Partners as a partner track associate, and she, one of her very first things is she's told – You need to entertain, develop a rapport with these guys who are coming in with this new search engine (laughs) (laughs) and before the partners meeting. And so these two come in, uh, turns out, Sergey Brin, Larry Page, uh, you know, to talk late 1990s, to talk about Google and to get funding for their new company. And so Teresa, there's a foosball table in. Um, there was a foosball table in Excel Partners, and Teresa's like, "You want to play a game of foosball?" So there she was, across the table from um, from Sergei before he was really Sergey Brin as right. we know him today. Right. But uh, it's a great scene, and she, you know, her competitive instincts kick in, and she really wants to beat him. And then she realizes this is not a good idea. Sometimes uh, I think I wrote sometimes. Playing to win makes means making sure you lose. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, all of these fun stories in the book. That's neat that you bring that up. But
1: I would imagine that there also and, and there are moments in each one of their lives and careers where not only did they have to uh, fight a personal battle, but they probably also were dealing with professional hurdles as well.
0: Very much so, Um, you know, and they they again, they made their mistakes and um, there are a couple of significant setbacks and injuries, not physical um, to the women that they but that really galvanize them um, to. You know to really focus on their careers in a new way and not to leave you know they they're all in the game still you know Magdalena is an entrepreneur with her fourth company MJ is a consultant with uh, IVP still and very much investing Sonia we talked about and and um, Teresa is wow I mean Teresa is you know this girl who went from her first job flipping burgers at Burger King to now she was recently called America's most successful female venture capitalist with a net worth of over 500 million dollars. She of course doesn't like the female distinction sure. because she's like I want to I'm competing with guys, am I not? Yes, and women, but that's that just that's anyway, so it just shows their trajectory, but all along they were dealing with which is really interesting, which is why I think this is an interesting book for men to read as well. It's like, what do how does this world look like to women? What right. are the obstacles? What are the barriers maybe that we put up? men, but also for women? How do we pull ourselves back? Um, we're human, we're all biased, so now where do we go from here? And but I think just having this conversation is um, is great
1: have about a minute left. How now, as these women have looked back at, in doing the book with you and, and looked back at their at their careers, how do they view their role in, in to a degree, kind of changing the, the philosophy, changing the lifestyle of, of VC uh, involved with Silicon Valley?
0: Well, I think, you know, they were very worried about this book because of how personal it is. Um, And apprehensive, you know, these are not public figures. Maybe they will be, which would be very healthy. Um, But I think now, you know, with Broadway Angels, with All Rays, you know, with their own individual activism, you know, they're a voice for change. And also there's this saying, you can't be what you can't see. And now you can see these women who did it, who succeeded. It's not all negative stuff that has to come out of Silicon Valley or tech. You know, it can work.
1: I should note quickly that also uh, your book has been bought and it's going to be turned into a TV show as well, correct?
0: It is. It's been adapted for a TV series by a really fantastic woman, uh, Kathy Shulman, who is one of only three women in history to have won an Academy Award as a producer. So she's kind of lived parts of this story as well in Hollywood. I'm very excited about it.
1: And so when will we see it uh, and, and where will we see it coming up soon?
0: Well, a big announcement is uh, is forthcoming. I believe okay. this week, so that will answer those questions.
1: Okay, great. <laughs> good good luck. Good luck with the book and good luck with the show, Julian. Thank you very much for coming on today.
0: Thank you. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Alpha Girls, the women upstarts who took on Silicon Valley's male culture and made the deals of a lifetime. The book is out in bookstores and online for your purchase. And of course, as it sounds like, you're going to be hearing more about the TV show coming up very, very soon.
0: For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.